Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigly Blast. We all know that Colt McCoy will never be the most popular McCoy in the state of Arizona, but this morning he is the most popular NFL quarterback in town, and the Cardinals have a fascinating decision ahead. Do they ride the hot hand, a guy that just completed 70% of his passes in a must-win game on the road in Los Angeles? Would Kyler Murray feel threatened and or angered if the team chooses McCoy for a Monday night showdown in Mexico City? And Who's in charge of making this decision, by the way? There's no doubt that Cliff Kingsbury has a high level of trust in McCoy, who is now 3-1 as an emergency starter, and all those wins have come against divisional opponents. But while McCoy can win you a game or two, he's not going to win you the Super Bowl, and at some point this team has to find a way to unlock all of the gifts that Murray possesses. But I think he can do both in the coming days, and that's because this week represents a great opportunity for the Cardinals to take off the kid gloves with Kyler Murray and flat out tell him they're sitting him for performance reasons because the backup quarterback seems to have a better command of the offense at the moment. And if that doesn't get Murray's attention, nothing will. Today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable with two great locations. Find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. They came late. I, honestly, I didn't know all week. Like, I had a pretty good idea, but I didn't I didn't know what was going to happen. So um, my, brother's, my brother texted me. He got on a flight this morning from Dallas and flew out here. So I'm going to go give him a hug. And, and uh, I've got several friends. Um, who who made it out with them? They all they all booked a flight like yesterday. When I told them, I think it's gonna, I think I'm gonna get the nod. So thankful to have family and friends that are that support me. Yeah, the last minute decision mm-hmm. to at least travel. I don't know if it was a last minute decision for Colt McCoy to start that game. He said he kind of had a feeling all week that you know Kyler wouldn't be able to go. Um, and you saw the results. And, and going back to the, the gist of your blast, mm-hmm. Rick, better grasp of the offense right now. I don't disagree with that assessment, especially since it was the first time we've seen Colt McCoy this year. Yeah. First time we've seen him since last year. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. With Colt McCoy um, and or Kyler Murray, there is very little sexy in this offense. It is nuts and bolts, still a short passing game. Yep. They're dinking and dunking all over the place. But the key yesterday, again, was when they were able to get out to a a a double-digit lead, uh, 17-3, it unlocks so much. It unlocks their flexibility on when to run, and and you see James Conner. The Cardinals hadn't been able to run the ball, and if you look at James Conner's number, you'll see 69 yards on 21 carries and go, big deal. That was a graduation for this running game because they had the flexibility to lean on it. And I didn't think they would still run the ball that much with the way it started. 11 straight passes with Colt McCoy Unbelievable. to start the game. Unbelievable. And I started to look up records. What, what's the record for the most... I thought, alright, Cliff has just completely abandoned the running game because of the condition of this offensive line. Right. That wasn't the case. So he had flexibility. This team had flexibility and comfort that we have not seen them operate well, with this year. Hey, take it a step forward. Uh, a point further. 
the Cardinals on that opening drive, that's what a scripted drive is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to look successful. It's mm-hmm. supposed to look somewhat easy if you do it right. And and that looked that way yesterday, and I thought, wow, this is quite a revelation. Here's the other thing, and you said this earlier, and I think this is really paramount to everything. Um, you mentioned a couple times that you've been that you tweeted throughout the games yesterday. I've uh, game day Twitter can be quite a hellscape. Um, in retrospect, I people are commenting on on all the anger that fans were unleashing on Kyler Murray yes. in the wake of Colt McCoy's performance. Yes. So, so when you talk about the people's choice. Kyler Murray obviously has kind of maybe lost the thread here a little bit, at least with fans. Now, again, I'm, I am in no way saying Colt McCoy is the quarterback of your future, but, but you mentioned earlier that things seemed calm yesterday. We've had two instances this season where the quarterback has had to tell the star wide receiver and the head coach to calm the bleep down. Maybe he's having to say that repeatedly because everyone is getting mad at him. And if that is the case, that would explain the vibe that I felt yesterday, which may or may not be true, but I felt it, that this team felt relieved to have a more mature, in-the-moment kind of quarterback making the right decisions and and not putting the football team in, in, in bad decisions. Now, again, I think Kyler Murray was, was made a scapegoat dramatically during the offseason. The independent study clause is what it was, and as I mentioned, if the owner is sitting there watching film with the head coach every week, you know exactly where that independent study clause came from. It comes from those film sure. sessions that he's having where he's getting pointed out how many plays the quarterback is missing. If this football team felt liberated and more more in tune and more in the moment, then there's going to be that that has to be served in the locker room. Because I can tell you, I'm sure there have been people who think that this team has coddled Kyler Murray too much. And I'm not talking about media or fans. I'm talking about guys in uniform. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And one of the things that stood out yesterday, too, and let's go back to that that. Dust up coming off the sideline. Dust up might not be the right word. The exchange of words between Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins last week against Seattle, where DeAndre Hopkins says, bro, what are you looking at? I'm I'm wide open at the 50-yard line on the seam. And he tells him to calm down again. Uh, After that, there wasn't, I think, one target to DeAndre Hopkins the rest of the way in a game where you're trailing and and, and it's a big must-win game. Uh Uh-huh. This week, we saw 14 targets yep. to DeAndre Hopkins, who was matched up against the best, one of, if not the best, cover corner in football a lot in mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey. Here's Colt McCoy talking to, to Paul Calvisi after the game about you know not being uh, uncomfortable to throw when you got Ramsey up against number 10. Yeah, I think that was a second-half adjustment for them. They they started playing a little more uh, tight coverage on our guys, and, you know, I like Hop. One time, uh, you know, one, one thing we've seen with Kyler Murray pretty consistently and we've talked about this on a regular basis is the Cardinals seem very okay with well we're going to take what the defense gives us they're not allowing anything deep but that again we and we've talked about this numerous times the strength of having a player like DeAndre Hopkins is he's never truly covered right you have to trust receivers to make plays in this league because the coverage is just too good from mm-hmm. week in week out we saw it early first drive the deep shot to to Rondale Moore wasn't successful they didn't get anything out of it the coverage was fantastic but it was okay Rondale you're the playmaker go make a play 
you have to be able to show those things. And on the flip side of it, continuing to go to Hopkins with good coverage on him, and Hopkins had a lot of catches, but not for a lot of yards, but that wears down a defense. Yeah, without it's a demoralizing doubt. when, when that, that top gun wide receiver continues to catch passes and move the chains. Yes. And there was one play in, in particular where Hopkins caught a ball in traffic, and you could kind of see the will of Jalen Ramsey leave his body. There was like three Rams defenders, and Hopkins was stopped. His progress was stopped, and they're trying to rip the ball. And Ramsey just kind of stood there, yep. like thinking, what the heck? What yeah. do I got to do to stop this guy? Yeah. You got to keep going to those guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So it, it's going to be fascinating, the internal dynamic here, because this is this game uh, against the 49ers is going to feel, and it's going to be a lot different than the one we saw yesterday. The Rams, yes. the Rams are, have just been toast for from day one this year. The Rams couldn't even, they can't even score points with Matthew Stafford behind center. So I I really think that yesterday was a great opportunity um, for Cole McCoy to to kind of reestablish himself as a possible solution here. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong in, in, in not dancing around this. You don't have to say, well, if Kyler's not exactly a hundred percent, we're going to, we're going to rest him on more. There's nothing wrong in saying we're going to roll with Colt McCoy. Kyler have a seat this week. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And another week to heal for the for the stretch and, run. And it might be what he needs. It yeah. might be what he needs. A little fear that, oh my God, I, I might be losing my job here. Oh, and uh, I mean, we can get back in. We're going to get back into this because this is obviously the, the topic of the day. It's mm-hmm. the topic of the week for the Arizona Cardinals is this quarterback situation right now. Coming up next, though, we'll uh, focus on the defensive effort for the Arizona Cardinals. It wasn't all Buda Baker. Pretty solid effort by the guys on that side of the ball. Next, Bickley and Murata mornings on this big red Monday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Um, just understanding what are their strengths and uh, what are their weaknesses and um, you know ways they're going to attack us and just nailing nailing the things that we work on all week when they pre- when the opportunity presents itself. So, um, so I feel like we just we did a very good job of nailing the things that we knew were going to happen. So. So Isaiah Simmons, linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals, who had seven tackles yesterday, one tackle for loss, broke up a pass. Talking about the defense being able to exploit uh, what the Rams' offense was trying to do. And look, to have a sturdy defensive performance against that team, uh, yes, it was needed. The Rams... Yeah, I mean, they, you mentioned they, they've been kind of behind things since opening yeah. night when they got crushed by Buffalo. This is not the same football team. No. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of confidence. I think that was certainly on display yesterday. But what I liked about it from the defense pick, going back to you know, confidence is a thing uh, in, in the NFL. And going back to that first meeting, the Cardinals in Seattle against the Seahawks. We thought this is an opportunity for a struggling Cardinals offense to get their momentum, get their confidence back. It didn't happen. They didn't score a touchdown. They scored nine points in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the Rams, even though they didn't have Matthew Stafford, the Rams had to secretly be thinking, we own these guys. 
this is an opportunity, even with John Wolford at quarterback, for us to get our confidence back. And the yeah, Cardinals defense, that. to their credit, never gave them that opportunity. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of willpower from the Rams from the very beginning of that game, to be honest with you. I, I, maybe they should have felt that way, but that team was lifeless and dead from the very beginning, it looked like to me. Um, so whatever whatever's happened to that team, uh, there's some Super Bowl hangover. There's an offensive line that's in tatters. There was a quarterback in Matthew Stafford who's been dealing with an elbow injury all season long, a residue from last year. Mm-hmm. They're not very good, but I will. Say, but again, I, I, I've I've had nothing but love for this defense all season long. I think that they've they've been the unsung heroes of of what's you know been a very up and down shoddy kind of season. And I think yesterday um, the 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 level of good performers expanded. I thought MyJ Sanders had his best game as an Arizona Cardinal, not yeah. even close. And, and so that's trending in the right direction. And and Antonio Hamilton was terrific yesterday. And you know they were able to shut down. Well, again, I'm not even going to call it a passing game, but that the, the Rams had no shot. There there was a reason why there were a couple of point spreads, and and I don't fixate on this stuff, but there were a couple of point spreads that did not make sense to a lot of people yesterday. The Cardinals were favored to beat the Rams on the road, despite all of the stuff that's gone on this season. And the Buccaneers were favored to beat the Seahawks, even though the Seahawks were six and three. Uh-huh. And in both cases, those were very honest looks at, at at the games in question. And it's you know it's it's interesting to me because it's a long uphill climb. You've got the, the Eagles are still unbeaten. You've got the Vikings that have one loss after all this seven game winning streak. You got the Buccaneers who unfortunately kind of morphed back into a Super Bowl looking kind mm-hmm. of team yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Back on track. Yeah. It does make me think, watching that game yesterday, how the hell did the Cardinals lose a must-win game two years ago to that quarterback? They they didn't have Colt McCoy as their backup. <laughs> I guess it's that simple. <laughs> I mean, we all, during that season, the Chris Strebler experiment was an interesting one because mm-hmm. they had a, a, another quarterback on the roster and Brett Hundley. Who had proven himself to be serviceable. I know. And that was that's a the big fail. I yep. mean, in a lot of cases, that's the best you can hope for in a backup quarterback. But Cliff Kingsbury's, you know, unwillingness to play Brett Hundley in, in that season and go with Chris Streveler, that might have been a different game. Just that game alone yeah, might have been different that's in Los sort of Angeles. The different. It made you appreciate Colt McCoy yesterday to just have that steady, reliable backup. Yes. And that's really not what the Rams have the assurance that if your starting quarterback is injured or has to take a step out, you're not going to fall apart. Right. That's exactly right. Not only did Wolford struggle in in a struggling offense, he got their best player hurt. Cooper cup does not get hurt. If that throws on the money, that's a completion, but he had to go up for a high pass and he he left himself. Now they're saying somewhere could be between two and three weeks or just the entire season, something like that. Yeah, Is it Uh, worth with the way the Rams are going? Is it worth it to bring him back? No. And, and here's the other thing that I thought Sean McVay did. That was really daffy for a, a, for a, a described offensive genius. If you got a guy like John Wolford and, and you want him to, be convinced that he can lead your team to victory. You don't. You don't bring in a sub package for Bryce Perkins, because because now as a quarterback, you're, what you're being told is we need more than you. Yeah. 
So, so even though uh, and and the, the Perkins package, but it had no impact on the game whatsoever. No, it didn't because you know the tendency for teams is when there's a package like that for another quarterback is it, it's a it's a red flag. Yeah. Like they're not going to throw the ball no, here. Right, he on the run. That's right. And Bryce I, Perkins can throw the ball too. Yeah. It was very, very odd when you stepped out of yesterday and realized four quarterbacks played in that game. None of them were named Murray or Stafford. That's true. <laughs> bizarre. That Just absolutely bizarre. Very true. Yeah, but but again, this is this is it, it, this game. This upcoming game in Mexico City would have meant nothing without that victory yesterday. So at least we have got that, and they've got that. Yeah, it would have been rally a, around without, without that win yesterday, Monday, mm-hmm. th- this trip to Mexico City would have been a sightseeing tour, exactly. basically. Exactly. Yeah, coming up next, we'll continue to talk uh, Cardinals win over the Rams. Kyle Vandenbosch from the Cardinals radio team will join us straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here we go! Quick Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Yeah, Cardinals get a 10-point win, 27-17 over the Rams yesterday to push their record to 4-6 and six on the year with another division game coming up a week from tonight in uh, Mexico City against the 49ers. We're here to talk some Cardinals football with us from the Cardinals radio team. Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kyle, how are you this morning? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, much different feel to this game. Uh, you know, operationally, it was smooth. Obviously, it wasn't a very explosive offensive performance, but that's exactly the type of uh, of game, regardless of who at cor- who was at quarterback, that the Cardinals needed. Do you agree? Absolutely. Um, it, it, it was, and it was the way the game was played. Look. Um, to me, this was the game the Cardinals needed. This was the game Cliff Kingsbury needed. I feel, I fully feel like he outcoached Sean McVay, um, which, you know, there's a lot of question this year about Coach Kingsbury, his offensive game plan, how well he has players prepared. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of that was put to rest for the time being with, with the performance yesterday. I mean, um, if you told me that with, you know, backups all across the line with the backup at quarterback, um, that they were going to come out and throw the ball 11 straight times, um, I would have, I would have said that's a horrible game plan and, and the Cardinals don't know, don't know what they're doing, but, um, you know, it, it worked out and it was great. And Colt McCoy was fantastic. I mean, for him to come in to be as poised as he was to make the throws he made to spread the ball around to be so decisive um it was just a clean operation and for the cardinals look i understand analytics but for them to put the ball in colt mccoy's hands um on fourth down three times and you know let him go make plays Shows the confidence they have in him, shows the type of player he is, and, and shows just what he can bring to a team as a backup quarterback. All right, as a guy who played the game at a very high level, I'm curious at what, how a player looks at this because you could tell the not only did the offense look better, but the vibage was better. There were players smiling. They were happy. Now, maybe that's because they got out ahead of, of the Rams and they were able to kind of kind of relax and play a much more comfortable kind of game. But I'm guessing there might be a faction of that locker room who might say, let's 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 have more of that. Let's have more Colt McCoy. What would you do if this is your football team at quarterback next week? 
Well, look, um, Cliff's going to be tied to Kyler Murray, um, you know, as, as long as he's a coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he was – he was brought in for his offensive acumen, but he was brought in to develop this young quarterback who who has immense talent. Um, you know, Kyler's hit a bump in the road. It's it's not um, novel. It's not anything new. Um, you know, his numbers pretty much across the board are, are down this year, um, and he's got to play his way through it. And, you know, to me, um, it, there's a challenge going forward, but a lot of it falls on Kyler Murray's shoulders. Like, he... You've got to continue to evolve. You've got to continue to, um, you know, learn the, the game. No matter how long you play, no matter how much success you have, um, you're going to face adversity. Uh, but you're going to have to learn and grow. And you know, to me, what this says to Kyler Murray is: Look, you've got a tremendous resource sitting there on the sideline, and Colt McCoy, somebody that has shown you what it's like to prepare as a starter, what it's like to take the field, to be invested in the game plan, and to go out there and execute the game plan. Look, it's not its not a game plan that will work every week. Um, you know, the, the Rams are a flawed team. Um, they're a team that's basically built around four players and then fill-ins um, everywhere else in the roster and win. Um, again, looking just at this game plan, um, when when you completely shut down Aaron Donald, make Cooper Cup have the worst game of his career, and target Jalen Ramsey over and over when he's covering DeAndre Hopkins, um, you've you've pretty much um, you know stopped anything that the Rams want to do. Kyle Vandenbosch of the Cardinals radio team, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. I mean, last week, Kyle, we talked about, you know, it, it seemed like losing that game that was termed a must-win game by a lot of people, it cast a pall over this team moving forward. Was that the end? And then a week later, you know, you get this win, you're four and six, and still what is a crowded division? I mean, what does a win like that do to the confidence of a team moving forward? A win fixes so many things. Um, and, again, it's it's not just a win. It's a way this game looked. Um, you know, like you just talked about a little bit earlier, <clears throat> the Rams marched down the field, put together a nice drive, got the field goal. The Cardinals answered. And, and when they answered with that field goal, it never felt like the game was in jeopardy. The Rams went three and out the next three series. Um, the Cardinals built the lead. The Cardinals um, continued to, you know, it wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't. Um, great execution um, on both sides of the ball, but they did. They they made the big plays they needed to make on defense a lot like they did all year. Um, and on offense, um, you know, Colt McCoy managed. And you know, it wasn't a super aggressive game plan, but it was it was a game plan to win this game. I, this this type of game plan probably won't work next week, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, it's a step in the right direction, really across the board it, it, to have. One negative play on offense in the first half, you know, Kyler Murray, whether it's he's contributing to that or not, he hasn't operated under those circumstances this year. He hasn't had the ability to play with a big league going into the half. He hasn't had the ability to um, run the offense when, you know, there's not a false start throughout the drive, when there's not a holding call throughout the drive, when there's not a crucial mistake that takes them off schedule. Um, this offense was, you know, efficient really through the first half, and and it allowed Colt McCoy to execute the game plan and, and throw those short passes, get the ball in his playmaker's hands, and keep the chains moving. And, 
And really, if you can learn, if Kyler can learn, you know, he can learn a lot from Cole McCoy, but if you can learn one thing, um, it's it's just manage, take what the defense gives you and uh, and just continue to execute down the field because teams are going to do this uh, against the Cardinals offense uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. They're, they're going to try to keep it in front. They're going to try to make you dink and dunk your way down the field. And if that's what a team's giving you, you've got to be sharp and you've got to be able to take advantage of that. What did it mean or what does it mean to a defense to have a guy like Buda Baker power through an injury and, and play a game like that? because it's just so important to him to be out there. Oh, it means everything. Um, look, I said this uh, post-game last night, but to me, my favorite part of Hard Knocks was hearing Buda Baker's uh, impassioned locker room speech. and I think it was after the loss to the Eagles. Wow. But um, when you have somebody who is your bell cow, somebody who goes out there and lays it all on the line, throws his body around, plays with reckless abandon. And when it means that much to him, you could hear um, in, in his speech how much it hurts him to lose, especially the way he pours so much into the preparation, so much he plays so hard, and to come up empty time after time, it, it brings other players along. And that honestly, that was my biggest concern coming into this game because, you know, you flash back two years ago when Buda Baker was out of the lineup. Um, they went up against the Carolina Panthers, and, and the defense just looked listless. Like, they had lost their motivation. They had lost the guy that brings the juice to the defense. And even for him to go out there um, and, and and try to play through it, and you could see – I mean, the amazing thing – I mean, there's very few athletes that can do this. But he looked full speed from whistle to whistle. And then yeah. after the whistle, you could see the pain in his face. You could see him limping. You could see him trying to will his way – to continue to play through the game, and and you didn't notice it during the play. I mean, he was the same Buda Baker flying around, and I look at that that sequence um, when he made – basically it was the game-sealing play when he got that interception, but two plays before that, he shot into the backfield and got a tackle for a loss, and then he makes it, that big interception, and you got to think that, um, it, you know, not just the energy that the play provided, but everybody on that sideline recognizes how much he – how much it means to him, how much he cares, and what he is willing to sacrifice for the team. That, I mean, sends a message not just to the young guys in that locker room, but the vets as well. Hey, if this guy can do it, if this guy is willing to lay it all on the line, play through pain, um, it, you know, what can I do? And, and it, it, you, you look back at, you know, that speech to the the linebackers in their meeting room, like, can one of you play as hard as Buda Baker? Because it is infectious. And as a player – you don't want to let Buda Baker down. You you feel like you owe him something because he has given it all for you. Yeah, and on the subject, Kyle, I'm curious, uh, on Hard Knocks, I know you uh, were never on a team that was featured on Hard Knocks, and, and we all love it from the outside, and when teams are selected, they always say the right things, like, hey, the cameras will keep us sharp, but overall, the feeling in the league has got to be, wow, we're on Hard Knocks, what, what a bummer. Did, did you did you pick that up as, as being the, the attitude around the league about the show? Um, I would have hated it. I absolutely hated it. Like I didn't want anybody in my business. I didn't, I don't want to have to filter what I have to say. I don't want to be somebody else and try to portray myself as somebody else when the camera's around. Um, you know, I think, uh, the more I got along in my career and the later I got, 
um, I didn't want any distractions. Um, I, you know, look now being a part of the media, um, I, I guess, um, I, I understand why media can be frustrated with players in post game locker room and even throughout the week trying to get anything from players, yeah. but I hated it. I didn't want to give anything. Look, my <laughs> obligation when I was a player, um, was first to my team and to protect my team and, and not, you know, not give the, anybody anything to write about. Like I didn't want to be in the papers. I didn't want to be featured. I didn't want to say anything that would be seen as as controversial, controversial or anything like that. I I didn't want cameras around because all I cared about was my locker room and what it took to get the win that next week. And um, you know, when when a camera's on a player, um, you change. You change the way you act. You change the way um, you you, you want to try to present yourself some other way. Um, um, and and it's you know it's it's not good and and I completely agree with JJ Watt um, last week saying look if if a camera in a guy's face makes him play harder that guy's just not wired the right way yeah. I mean it's 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 not going to um, it's not going to help your team in any way I I honestly have a hard time seeing the benefit other than. I, I think it's good. I, I, I was actually really um, pleased with with um, last week's episode. I mean, again, to get a glimpse into some of these players, because um, you know, going back to Buda Baker, I, I think every Arizona Cardinals fan loved Buda Baker and was a Buda Baker fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it brings a national spotlight to the kind of people and the kind of sacrifice that some players make and, and really just how hard it is. I mean, anybody, uh, so many guys sit there on the couch and they think, but I could do that. I could go out there and play on Sundays. It's not the Sundays that are the hard part. It's the Mondays and the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays when you get up and your body hurts and you know, you roll out of bed and you, you can't bend over and tie your shoes, but somehow by the time one o'clock rolls around, you're out there on the practice field going full speed. Um, you know, that's the thing that the normal person can't do. Yeah. Kyle, as always, great great stuff, stuff, man. Good to talk to you. Enjoy your week and we will uh, talk again soon. Yes, sir. Thanks. Have a good Thanks. day. Kyle Vandenbosch, former NFL star, now Cardinals radio team member. He joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, coming up next, it's a story that everybody's talking about here in Arizona. Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray, what do you do if you're Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, we'll get into the possibilities next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, that's uh, a credit to him, man, to be able to go out there and do that first playing time of the season, really. Um, didn't do much in training camp. Had a couple injuries come up. Had injury to start the season and still be able to settle in and just get the ball out, avoid the negative plays, be efficient, do all those things. Um, and the whole week during practice, the way he led and professionalism there early, stayed late. You know, communication was just through the roof. It was awesome to see. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Cardinals on Colt McCoy. His steady play in relief of Kyler Murray. He got yeah. the start, first start of the uh, year for Colt McCoy. First live action, as you heard Kingsbury say. I mean, other than than uh, practice reps, Colt McCoy didn't really do anything in training camp. He was hurt, didn't take any preseason snaps, uh, but steps in just like it was 2021 all over again when he went 2-1. and one. Uh, Again, I don't think this uh, should be glazed over. 
in the two years that Colt McCoy has been a backup quarterback for the Cardinals, he's made mm-hmm. four starts, and in those four starts, he's beaten all three teams in the division on the road. Yeah. Which, the, the struggles that the Cardinals have had in division, that's saying something. The uh, the sense of calmness that he brought to the game yesterday, I really I think it, it, it can't be overstated because uh, there's just been a lot of frustration and anger and and on-field exhibits from Kyler Murray there's been the you know coming at Cliff a couple of different times in in high-profile situations the argument with DeAndre Hopkins it's amazing how that just all got cleaned up yesterday and, and maybe that's really nothing more than a function of being in a game where you got the lead and it was just everything was calmer there wasn't a lot of stress once the Cardinals went up 14 to 3 in that game yesterday I don't know about you but it felt over to me and 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 as you pointed out it was 27 to 10 when the Rams scored a garbage time touchdown so the thing wasn't even that close and they weren't dealing with much of a quarterback on the other side so I think the environment was perfect for it but you really can't you can't understate what that kind of performance might mean inside the inside the room for an offense that has taken a lot of grief for an offense that has done a lot of dumb things for an offense that has kind of you know had weekly flat tires and and you know <laughs> engine troubles mm-hmm. that was that's something you got to look at i thought it was interesting when when Kyle Vandenbosch said at the end of it Cliff Kingsbury is tied to this quarterback, and he has got to get this quarterback right. And there is that is very, very true. But I also heard Cliff Kingsbury go out of his way to say Colt McCoy is literally the last player out of the building. He is, he is literally eating dinner with the coaches late at night before leaving. You wonder if that's a subliminal message. You wonder if that's something Kyler Murray could learn from. Because you would think a young quarterback having the kind of struggles that Kyler is having this year would stay in the building and work on things until it gets fixed. So I I don't know where this thing is going, uh, but I I, I do. I I have a fairly... A good idea that the Cardinals are just going to continue with the line of thought that, hey, we're going to see how Kyler's feeling and then that, and we're not going to put him out there unless he's 100%. And I get all of that. I do. But at the same time, I wonder if there's an appetite inside that locker room to give this game to Colt McCoy as well, a reward. I wonder, too, Bick, about how much will be considered when you look at the opposition. You know, they're going on the road to Mexico City, mm-hmm. technically a home game for the Cardinals, but. Uh, you know, a, a, a setting not familiar to them. San Francisco is a far superior team to Los Angeles. They, unlike the Rams playing with confidence right now, they're starting to get healthy, which is the first time they've been able to say that all year. They had a bunch of players return last night, coming off a win on Sunday night football. What happens if you're, if you're Cliff Kingsbury and you're like, all right, we're going back to Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals flounder, mm-hmm. and they lose that game? Mm-hmm. I mean... Without knowing all the details of the game, the noise around Kyler Murray would be so loud. Oof. And that, you know, and I'm not knocking Kyler when I say this. If he's inserted back into that lineup for Monday night, there's a good chance that happens. What you're doing by putting Colt McCoy back there is, A, maybe continuing this this little push of momentum that you have. Yeah. But B, you're also... Easing your franchise quarterback back into what could be a difficult situation yeah. moving Can forward. Can I count, counter that, though? Let's suppose that they go with Colt McCoy and they lose this game and he doesn't look good. He looks like Colt McCoy looked in his second game last year. Mm-hmm. And 
let's face it, this Monday night game is almost as much of a must win as this week was. It is. And and then it comes out that Kyler Murray says, like, you know, I could have played this week. I wanted to play this week. Then that makes Cliff look awful. It looks the franchise look awful. And all of a sudden you threw away a game because you went with your backup. But again, it's when was the last time this offense looked really good with Kyler Murray healthy? So I, I think there's a lot to consider here. I think I think what you're saying there's validity to that. Um, I, I think I'm going to be very real curious if the Cardinals try to kind of do this. Well, you just take your time, Kyler. I'm, I'm curious to what Kyler's reaction is going to be because you would think a competitor would go, "Thank you, Colt. Now I'm going to go win this big game in Mexico City. I'm gonna, I'm going to take this from here." Right. Mm-hmm. So if Kyler Murray feels healthy enough to play and keep in mind now, he played a whole second half he with did. the injury that kept him out yesterday. That is true. I think the key thing is what you said. There's going to be a lot of we're not going to play him unless he's 100 percent. They're mm-hmm. going to just keep yeah. saying that 100 percent. Yes, they are. Well, I shared this with Bick, too, just from from my viewpoint on social media and take that for what it is. It's it's social media. But there were a lot of people with, you know, with the arrows out for Kyler Murray Mm -hmm. yesterday. You know, trade Kyler Murray was the most extreme thing. That's not going to happen. Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. That's not necessarily the case either. It was a lot of, you know, what we talked about earlier in the season, Bick, with the possibility, hey, Cliff Kingsbury, things are things are not going well offensively. Yeah. Would you consider giving up play calling? Yes, I'd consider anything. It's that fresh eyes approach. Yeah. Colt McCoy was a one week, maybe a two week fresh eyes situation. Mm-hmm. Where it came in and things looked different. They operated, you know, not completely differently. The, the offense looked a lot of the, they were doing a lot of the same things. It was just more effective. And it was effective against a team that didn't have a lot of fight left in it. We yeah. have to consider yeah. that too in the LA. Well, Rams. and again, I think, I really, I think Kyler Murray's reaction to this is going to be interesting yes. because if, if he really wants to play, I mean, again, I, I think he could have played yesterday. Now, maybe he couldn't have played well. And maybe it was a very smart thing to, to take, um, that version of Kyler Murray out of play against a Rams defense that, like you said, kind of has gotten in Kyler's head a little bit. Absolutely. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. But and, but to come out with 11 consecutive passes, it was almost as if, yeah. and, and to look good on script, which is something this team has really struggled with. And, and there might not be a choice. I mean, Colt McCoy got banged up in that game, too. His knee might not be ready to go on, on Monday, which makes this whole discussion immaterial. But we'll see. It's going to be an interesting yeah. week leading up to Monday Night Football, no doubt. It's also going to be interesting when we dive into social studies Woo-hoo! with Sarah Gazelle next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.